0: I'm Heather Roberts here with Kim Gammon, the Executive Director of City Club of Central Oregon. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I wanted to talk with you because City Club really prides itself on having civil conversations. You guys do a lot of discussions, public discussions of weighty topics, sometimes controversial topics, and you really pride yourself on doing that in a civil way, right? Correct, yes. So in that vein... I want to talk politics, Uh, probably (laughs) the most loaded question in today's kind of society. Uh, I'm kind of curious to get your thoughts on how you manage that, how you have this civil conversation when politics, even in Central Oregon, is getting more polarized. We can't seem to have a conversation, regardless of which side of the spectrum we're on, without it kind of devolving so mm-hmm. right out of the gate what are kind of your thoughts what are the big themes how do we do that how do we stay civil yeah
1: I think I think one thing is you know some of the topic selection we do in finding areas that um, people are are passionate about but also want to be talking about so Uh, You know, earlier this year we had a conversation about gun safety and that was, uh, that was, that was hard. Um, But we didn't approach it from a perspective of, okay, what, what, Policies are the state doing. What policies are happening nationally? We, we we approached it from how how are firearms actually being used, and um, how can we you know operate them safely, and knowing that one safety thing is to not own them. Um, so just kind of approaching things, not necessarily always from here's the policy that's being proposed or the law that's out there, but how how are we actually living our lives? and you know, how things function day to day in the world as opposed to what government is doing and what policies are coming down.
0: Is it getting harder, whether we're talking national politics, mm-hmm. state politics, local politics, is it getting harder for City Club to have these civil conversations?
1: You know, I think um, the the audience isn't necessarily harder. Uh, you know, we we still bring two hundred or so people together from a variety of backgrounds that are willing to sit around a, around a, ta- a table and have lunch and know that um, you're you're probably not going to be sitting next to someone that's coming from the same exact viewpoint as you. What has become harder is getting people willing to speak in public about uh issues that are you know maybe obviously controversial and then sometimes not even that obviously um you know we did a forum on um youth athletics earlier this year and that's that's not something we think of as hot all the time, but because of some of the inequities and in access that exists in our community, it actually is very difficult um, and it's difficult for public agencies to talk about that, knowing that they're the ones you know, presenting things like youth athletics and have to uh, be accountable to the public. Uh, so they're... Even the things you don't think are hard are hard, uh, but mostly it's it's getting people that are willing to come and speak publicly and possibly sit on a stage with people they disagree with in not a debate format in and, and a conversation that is even harder um, than getting audiences to do it.
0: But the problem is if people aren't going to come talk about yeah. it in mixed company, if you will. <laughs> then it never gives people that chance to practice having that civil conversation. Mm-hmm. It's it's what we see even in the media yep. with a, a politician or an expert in a field only going only granting interviews to outlets or journalists who they think are already kind of on the same page, if you will. If I'm if I'm talking to a friendly journalist, they won't ask me any hard questions. I never have to really think critically about anything. But that's that's a dangerous mindset.
1: Oh, it's it's very scary, especially I guess at every level, but at the local level, where you know we we face issues from that are huge, uh, but are often traffic or you know things that we have to solve together. Uh, and if we're if we're not willing to, to have these conversations, whether they're with people we know, with other government officials uh, or with each other or, you know, the media, then people don't know what's going on. Things happen behind closed doors. People keep their thoughts to themselves until they you take a vote. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's at the heart of deciding to live in a, you know, to live in a democracy is that information should be readily available and people should be willing to discuss and justify, you know, the way they believe if they in a leadership role, particularly. Uh, So it's, you know, it just, it takes now to get people to come up and talk. Maybe we only had to invite one or two people before, and maybe we go through five possible speakers now uh, before we find someone that is uh, well-versed in a subject and is is comfortable, or we can help um, get to be in a, a comfortable place to be on a stage and be in conversation and, and take, of course, questions from an audience. Uh, we have worked a lot also with speakers to talk about, you know, the City Club audience is people that have decided to come together and have a conversation and that is maybe a bit different than a public, um, you know, meeting or forum where um, people have been, uh, you know, maybe inspired to come because they're upset about something. So, you know, kind of by, by virtue of saying, I'm going to come and attend an event like this, you've you've somewhat agreed to hold conversation with people. And so working with speakers to help them understand that we have, you know, an audience that that wants to do that, that there are still people that want to do that and find maybe even they get their mind changed. Um, you know, that willingness is still out there. It's it's just, you know, a little bit harder.
0: <laughs> the campaign season seems mm-hmm. to be getting longer. We've got candidates now launching campaigns, you know, even this week mm-hmm. for twenty. 20- 24, you know, I mean, we've got, they've got 18 months. Well, I don't, I don't math, but almost 18 (laughs) months before an election. And they're already launching campaigns. That break that we're getting in between election cycles is getting shorter. Does that make it harder to have these conversations? You know, it, it does
1: in the sense that um, when uh, an elected leader or a candidate is in campaign mode, they you know we do they obviously be, they behave differently and they're looking to discuss and promote different things. And when they're that kind of that policy making phase, and you know, particularly in our um, in our house, both at the state and the national level, those are very short terms. They get in and they get to work for you know 8 months and then they campaign for a year and then they um you know maybe have 4 months of transition but with those the short terms especially in our modern environment uh the 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 line between campaigning and uh policy work is pretty blurred and you know once someone is you know actively campaigning if if we had an issue we wanted to talk about and there was an expert, say in the state house, you know, that had kind of led conversation on that, once they're in campaign mode, it's a lot harder to have them come speak on that because it seems like a campaign event. And then you're not just inviting the other side, you literally have to invite the, the you know, person they might be running against. And so you lose a little bit of expertise um, or ability to to kind of have some discussions with our elected leaders.
0: You say there's eight months. I, I think that's generous. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, we saw people getting elected uh, in in twenty twenty two November that mm-hmm. get sworn in in January, and it does feel like by like March or April they're already. You see them tweeting or sending out emails to supporters. They're already fundraising. They're already out there trying to make sure that the voters understand what they're doing, and you see opponents kind of starting to tee up mm-hmm. you know their their runs and and all of the whispers of who's going to run and are they or aren't they and. It, it does make it hard, not just for people like you and me who are really trying to give equal time mm-hmm. to both sides, but also just to the mindset of the voter, because we don't get that break. And I say we, I am also a voter. Mm-hmm. We're, you're a voter, I assume. We sometimes almost need that, just that psychological <laughs> break, and we don't get it anymore. No,
1: and th- we know the m- the more people are getting that, con- that constant uh, information and campaign mode, by the time it comes to them to vote they've already tuned so much of it out.
0: There's so much, fati- it's just voter fatigue yeah. at that and point. And yeah. that's,
1: um, you know, I'm, I'm also involved with the League of Women Voters. And in, in you know in Oregon, it's not just about getting people to register to vote, it's getting them to vote. And that whether it's City Club or the League or anything that's, you know, we talk so much about issues. And then the one time we have, whether, you know, maybe it's a ballot measure, but particularly the candidates, we can, we you know, we can talk about, Issues all day long, but until that we get to that that voters box, that's our that's our chance to actually influence those decisions. And, and it's it almost
0: the, seems like by so the time quiet, we yeah. get the ballot, we're like, oh, isn't this over? Like, how is this still happening? And now I haven't even cast my ballot yet.
1: Yeah. Or if you're <laughs> you're if you were paying attention to campaigns this early and you were looking at someone's voting record as of now or what they're saying as of now for a vote. You know, I guess in a primary about a year from now, not you know 10 months, um, many things could change between now and then and you could change your mind had you been able to tune back in but the, the mind doesn't always work that way. Uh, so yeah, it, it, is, um, it is, it is a constant campaign season and I imagine on the fundraising side. Uh, that never, never, I mean, always never stop. It really never stops now. No,
0: they And we know that. We know that yeah. campaigns are, are always trying to fundraise. Well, we are out of time and that I, <laughs> our time goes by. So unlike the election season, our time goes by very, very quickly. Kim Gammon with the City Club of Central Oregon. How can people get more information if they're interested in seeing your upcoming presentations mm-hmm. or getting involved in some capacity?
1: Yeah. So cityclubco.org um, and upcoming in August, we have a forum on Kids' behavior in schools and how um, the schools are responding to that. So, not not a light topic at all, um, but one I know many parents are concerned about, many teachers are concerned about. And then, if you're not don't have a school age kid or or a teacher, something you might not be aware of is um, happening out there, and um, need need to get informed about. So, cityclubco.org.
0: Thank yeah. you so much. I'm Heather Roberts here on FM News 100.1 and 1110 KBND.